If you're intent on keeping people, it all comes down to the position that you're in. Do you come from a position of scarcity? Do you come from a position of abundance? If you come from a position of abundance, you're going to do whatever you need to do to keep your key people. Episode 196, how to always keep the people you want. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With 1.7 million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, it's great to be with you. I just heard you say that number. This is our 196th podcast. Isn't that off the charts? Uh, it is off the charts and I'm thinking, and, and, and today I spent a little bit of time earlier today going down the index on my website of all of the podcasts. It was like a walk down memory lane thinking, wow, there is so much valuable content there. And uh, from time to time, I hear from people who have binge listened. And I've got a number of people uh, who listen, who say that they have gone back and listened from the very first episode. Uh, but there's a tremendous amount of information there. However, the onus is on because the question is, and I'm thinking about it already, if we're doing 196 today, uh, what are we going to do for 200? It's going to have to be uh, something special. I say we just keep delivering great content. All right. We just Keep doing it right week after week after week. All right, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Percent better rule. We just try to make it each week a little bit better than the last. Um, so this, how to always keep the people you want. I'm thinking about the fact I just saw this week, new unemployment numbers came out and employment numbers came out. Unemployment is at a 50 year low and the economy is just charging ahead. Things are great. It's also tough to get a company because really good businesses are figuring this out that you, you know, it takes you hire hard and you fire fast, those types of things. So the the job market is tough, but if you're a business and you've got a really great employee and you don't want to go through that hiring phase, what are you doing to keep these employees? And I hear you have an in on this. Uh, I do. Um, and, and, and you're right. Think about this. Uh, this is uh, not only the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. However, we've had 10 years of nonstop growth, uh, unprecedented in the economy. It remains to see, be seen how much longer it will continue, but 10 years of nonstop growth. And there is a lot of pressure to keep the people you want to keep, to keep good people. And as I was thinking about that the other day, uh, one man popped into my mind that I wrote about in my book, Think Big, Act Small, and his name is Brian Devine. And I am absolutely convinced that Brian Devine is one of the smartest one of the smartest people I've ever spent time with, one of the most gentle people I've ever spent time with, one of the most humble people I've ever spent time with, uh, a remarkable man. Uh, he spent uh, 23 years of his life with Petco. 
uh, previously as CEO and president, and now as chairman emeritus. Uh, During his time with Petco, it went from being a handful, a tiny handful of stores with only one nice store and a bunch of rather mediocre stores uh, into, uh, they grew from $80 million in annual revenues to over $4 billion in annual revenues and more than 14 hundred stores, um, created along the way more millionaires than you can imagine. Uh, in fact, there was a point in time, I, I love the story about him, after the dot-com bust and everybody's shares tanked, uh, Petco was trading at three times its earnings. And uh, Brian said, no way, uh, we're going to take the company private. So the board uh, took the company private, and uh, the board of directors gave him a block of shares, and uh, he said, distribute them to your top three or four people so they won't leave. Well, he split them between 55 people, and 18 months later, they went public. He had created 55 multimillionaires, only one of whom ever left the company. Uh, Brian Devine is absolutely brilliant. The Petco story is incredible. And as, as, as Brian's image and name came into my mind and I was reliving my times spent with him, I, I, I was thinking about my a few of my favorite Brian Devineisms. I, I remember him telling me, you know, if Walmart sells it, we won't because we're going to end up looking stupid. I mean, so he he learned how to pick his competitors wisely. And then he said, if you can't offer a wow experience, get the hell out of the business you're in. And one of my favorites attributed to him is I remember the time he told me if a company has a home office, they will screw things up. You don't need a home office. All you need is a support system whose role is limited to supporting the stores. So anyway, he's a brilliant guy. And now let me uh, let me grab a book, and uh, I'm going to try, and I want to read to you um, something out of my book, Think Big Act Small. It's, it's a short read, so uh, uh, it's only several paragraphs. So one of the big discoveries we made there was keep your good people. And so uh, here here are the several paragraphs. Our number one secret at Petco, says Brian Devine, is that we never lose good people. When someone comes into my office to resign, I simply tell them that I won't accept the resignation, and then I go to work on them. He said, I sit there and talk to them as long as it takes to have them rescind their decision. He adds that sometimes it's taken as long as three days of talking to have them change their mind, but generally things are worked out within one or two days. So what's Divine's magic for being able to have someone intent on leaving change their mind? He said, well, I start by asking them if they like what they're doing, he says. And then I ask them if they like the people they're working with and whether they're in a great industry with a great company. Next, I ask them if they're making as much money as they want to make, if they like where they live, and if their family is happy. And then we talk about the company they're considering joining. Is that company as good as ours? Is this as nice a place to live? And will your family be as happy? Finally, he says, I simply ask them to stay, enjoy what they're doing, and be happy. He said, we'll always find a way to keep great people because it's people that make an enterprise successful. And so those are the words from the book. And and then I started thinking about Brian Devine. And one of the observations I've made, Dale, over the years is in interviewing tens of thousands of people during my entire career, I have pretty much concluded that everybody comes from one position or another. They either come from a position of scarcity 
or they come from a position of abundance. And if you come from a, a position of scarcity, you don't want anybody else to have anything, or you only want other people to have enough to get by. You want all the spoils for yourself. If, on the other hand, you come from a position of abundance uh, and generosity, you believe that there's more than enough for everybody to get their fair share, and you truly take joy in seeing other people do well also. And and, and that speaks to Brian Divine not giving that block of shares to three or four of his key people, but to 55 people, making 55 people multimillionaires and only one of them ever leaving the company. Uh, it speaks to a sense of generosity. So I, I, I can sit here and I can close my eyes and I can hear Brian saying, I mean, do you like the work here? Uh, we'll find another position here. If you, if you want another position, uh, do you like the company? Do you like where you live? I mean, if you don't, we'll help you find another house. Uh, if your husband or wife has an opportunity in another city, we'll find them one here, or you can commute. Are you happy with what you're making? If not, we'll find a way to pay you more. And so I think if you're intent on keeping people, it all comes down to the position that you're in. Uh do you come from a position of scarcity? Do you come from a position of abundance? If you come from a position of abundance, basically, you're going to do whatever you need to do to keep your key people. And they just had no turnover in their leadership ranks as they went from a handful of stores to 1,400 stores. I mean, it couldn't have been done without those people. And so that's my thought today. I mean, if you if, if, if somebody says they want to leave and there's somebody you want to keep, <laughs> you have to do whatever you need to do to keep them. Change their responsibilities, change their title, pay them more money, find their husband, wife, or partner a new position. I mean, do whatever you need to do. Come from a position of generosity. And that's the way that I would sum up, uh, summarize this great man, Brian Devine, who built this company uh, into this incredible powerhouse that has just enriched the lives of so many people and cares so much for its customers. So in the time that you spent with Brian at Petco, how would you describe the culture? Uh, I would say uh, that, that, that's a fascinating question. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I, I don't think I have. Uh, for every one of my books, you know, we begin by studying 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 companies. We put them in a hopper and then we come up with the ones that we think possibly uh, might be worthy of being written about. And so then we go to work building dossiers uh, for some of my books on four or 5,000 companies, for some 10,000 companies, and then we continue whittling it down. SEC violations, I don't want to write about them. CEO that does bad things, I don't want to write about them. And uh, and so so we build that initial dossier. And, uh, and then we just continue whittling it down, whittling it down, whittling it down, asking, will there be a story there? So now we finally get down generally to about 100 to 150 companies, and then the interviewing begins. And I will tell you that during every book, during almost every book, uh, I have, as I've been out in the field with the CEO of a company or inside a company, I have called my publisher, Adrian Zakheim, and I have said, 
Adrian, you're not going to believe this. I found another one. Another what? I think he's a tough New Yorker, tough New York publisher. And I said, Adrian, the air is just fresher here. Uh, there's no closed door meetings. There's nobody climbing up the corporate ladder with their nose stuck at the bum of the person in the rung ahead of them. There's no politics whatsoever. There's just pure collegiality and fun and the sense that I told you about a couple of weeks ago about we marry band of brothers or we marry band of brothers and sisters who are out there accomplishing impossible things. There are, there are smiles. There's no double dealing. Um, it is just, it's, it's some of the freshest air that you will ever breathe. And, and that's what I experienced, uh, in the times that I've been in the Petco, uh, National Support Center where Brian Devine officed. Uh, just, um, everybody singly united in one purpose, in one mission. In the case of Petco's National Support Center, it's to, they exist for one reason, to serve the stores. But they also, I remember there's a lot of fun. And a lot of laughter and a lot of hard work and people put in a lot of hours, not because they're expected to, but because they, they want to, they are, they know they're all, they are all playing on a winning team. It's the most winning team they had ever imagined being on in their life. They can't imagine playing for a team that doesn't win like this team and uh, and I, I I think I told you the story once, um, and maybe it's you know after 196 podcasts, maybe it's a long time ago. But in some of my speeches, and I only do this pretty much if I if I have a big audience. At some point in time uh, in my speech, I, I look out at the audience and I say, I want to ask you all a question, and I want you to show me a show a show of hands. And I said, here's the question: How many of you have ever been on a winning team? And hands shoot up all over the room. And so then I grow, go and grab a handheld microphone and I walk off the stage. I walk down in the audience. Now, remember the question, how many of you have ever been on a winning team? And so I'll go up to the first person. Well, what was the winning team you were on? Well, we were on this uh, high school uh, senior or varsity basketball team. And we weren't supposed to be very good. And we went on to win the district, the regional and the state championship. Or what about you? Well, I was with the Girl Scout troop and, and we raised $200,000 to rebuild a home for a family that had been wiped out for a fire. What about you water polo team what about you a peewee hockey team in canada i mean what about you uh, a babe ruth baseball team and then i walked back up on stage and i point out to them that i didn't ask them if they had been on a winning sports team i had asked them if they'd ever been on a winning team and dale out of asking the question of literally millions of people over the past 20 years of speeches and workshops around the world, almost 2,000 events, so in front of many millions of people, only seven times have people said, oh, I'm on a winning team right now. You ask, what's the culture like at Petco? I will tell you that everybody knows that they're on this winning team and they are going to talk about it and be thrilled about it for their entire life. It's like somebody who won a Rose bowl. Those guys are uh, brothers for life. It'll change their life. They'll talk about it for life. 
I mean, it's about being on any team that achieves. You you know you've got it good. You almost have to pinch yourself because you can't believe how fortunate you are. And if you're going to create a team like that, it of necessity begins with a leader who comes from a position of abundance and who says, I'm going to share the wealth. I'm going to share the glory. I'm going to share the credit. I'm going to spread it all around. So when Brian Devine says that he never lost anybody he wanted to keep, uh, I believe him. I don't think it's hyperbole because I can just see him going at them and saying, we'll do whatever we need to do to keep you. Now, I asked that question as a setup so that I could make this wild prediction. And please correct me if I'm wrong. But if you, as a leader, put the blood, sweat, and tears into having a growth mindset and creating the culture that you just described, I bet you don't have to have very many conversations that go, oh, please stay. We'll do whatever it takes to keep you. No, I, 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 I don't think you do. Uh, and as a point of pride, uh, I, I, I understand he never wanted anybody to leave, uh, and he would do anything to accommodate people and, and, and let them grow and be nurtured under his reign. But, but, but I bet, I, I bet it's easy for him to say, I never lost anybody I wanted to keep because he probably didn't have to have the conversation that many times. It's all you described in the growth mindset that sets the stage for culture great reminder. Thank you for that. Any final thoughts? Uh, you know, I, 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 I think my final thought is, um, uh, well, okay. You go to church. I go to church and, um, I was working out in the gym last week and I saw a man wearing a t-shirt. Now, this is a man who changes near me. Uh, and so uh, his name is Cyrus. And uh, Cyrus is originally from uh, Iran. Uh, not, much of a, not much of an Iranian accent. Uh, owns a successful uh, consulting com- a construction company. And uh, wiry, strong, fun guy to chat with. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I saw him uh, wearing a T-shirt. And, uh, and it said, this is what an American atheist looks like. And I thought, wow, interesting. I, uh, one, I'm not, but if I were, I don't know that I would put it on a t-shirt and wear it to a gym with hundreds of people. And then last week, so this was several weeks ago, last week I uh, saw him wearing and and I didn't. I, I chose not to have this conversation. I mean, because I uh, religion is a pretty private matter as far as I'm concerned. Last week, I saw him wearing another T-shirt, and it said, "In the beginning, man made God." And uh, so I I've, I've been thinking about that uh, a little bit, and so I don't. I've, I've not had a lot of time to myself in the past week, but I've been thinking about religion uh, a, a little bit. And uh, I remember you, you asked me for my final thought. So that's the setup for how this final thought occurs to me. Um, and uh, I remember something attributed to the Dalai Lama uh, who said, my religion uh, is very simple. My religion is kindness. And I think you can actually tie that in to the Brian Divine that we were talking about today too. 
Hmm, interesting. You know what? I think I'll stick with the Dalai Lama quote on my t-shirt. Hey, you can send Jason an email. The address, jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason would love to hear from you. Responds to every message. Let him know how you've put this podcast into action in your life. Also, while you're out and about, be sure to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. You can do it easily. And while you're there, rate and review the podcast. Hopefully, we've earned five five stars from you. When you do that, it makes it easier for other people looking for this type of content to find the game changers. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to the game changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.